Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the People and Places Extra Podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. This week, we're headed to Winterville, North Carolina, the suburb of Greenville, where there's a bit of a renaissance going on in the downtown area, and it's thanks in large part to two relatively new family-owned craft breweries. Local Oak Brewing Company opened along Railroad Street back in December 2019, and then about a block away, a month later, Naughty Dog Brewing Company opened. And since then, Despite the pandemic, both places have thrived, and a lot of people are making their way not only from Pitt County, but from surrounding areas to downtown Winterville to check out these breweries and all the other amenities going on in the small Pitt County town. And more and more businesses are now setting up shop because of the influx of people who are showing up, mainly to check out the craft breweries. It's a really cool little situation that's going on there. And today we'll hear more from both breweries. We'll talk to owner-operator Benjamin Self at Local Oak. He and his wife Amy opened the place back in late December 2019. And down at Naughty Dog, we'll talk to Chuck Smith. He, his wife, and business partner John Tart opening Naughty Dog on Main Street back in January of 2020. First, though, we'll start at Local Oak and Benjamin Self, who grew up in Alabama, made his way to North Carolina a few years back, and has brewing experience at the Duck Rabbit craft brewery in Farmville. He helped open Uptown Brewing Company in Uptown Greenville a few years back, but then he branched out, he and his wife, and started Local Oak on their own. And boy, has it paid off as it's become a destination for not only people here in Pitt County, but from surrounding areas, and as you'll hear, from even beyond. So when you guys opened about mid-December 2019, did you envision it growing into what it has today? Not at all. (laughs) We thought that this would be just a very quiet, out-of-the-way tap room, and Winterville's growth has taken us completely by surprise. We knew it was a a growing community, maybe not an explosively growing community. So now we're in the enviable position of trying to cope with explosive growth. Uh, I guess it's probably a a good thing in one aspect, but when you have limited space and, and people who really crave your product, it's gotta right. be a, a, quite the dilemma. It, it really is, so we're, we're really having to game plan about which beers we brew now, um, not just that are going to deliver the most flavor, because that's our shtick. Uh, we love to have flavorful beers, but how quickly can I produce them? Uh, is this beer <laughs> going to take three months, or is it gonna take three weeks? That sort of calculus. When you walk down the street, you know, lately and you see the, the taco place and the construction for another restaurant and another brewery a block away, how, how exciting is that to know that you're a part of something that, and you had a hand in helping it happen? I mean, that's very flattering to think that we had a hand in it, but um, we're thrilled, of course, uh, to carry a Terre. They're doing a great job. We're excited about tiebreakers moving in. Naughty Dog's been holding it down just about as long as we have. I mean. I think it's clear where Winterville's going, it's going up. Now, when you uh, were in the process of of deciding, hey, we're gonna come to Winterville, when did you learn Naughty Dog was also coming? Did that scare you at first? And then now, you know, I understand there's this nice collaboration at times between you guys. So it's gotta be a a neat thing to 
to, to have a, a similar company with their own style to mix with yours. Yeah, we've got, uh, we were thrilled uh, when, they, when they got open, maybe about a month to six weeks after we did. We knew that they were working on opening a brewery in Winterville and had been for several years. Um, so we're glad that they were able to get that done. And we collaborate great because we are so different. Um, they have their own profiles and flavors that they like to employ and everything. And we go in a very different direction. But that's great because our customers have so much overlap. They know that they can go there and get totally different beers than what they're going to get here. It's awesome. And in the block walk, you can get tacos and, and the ta see other yeah, things. The tacos are great. I love walking down, down the block to Railroad <laughs> Cigars and getting a cigar whenever I want one. It's a real luxury. Yeah. As far as your style, uh, you've got a lot of experience you know, here in North Carolina, down in Alabama. How would you describe your beer making style? Uh, we always start from uh, you know, a flavor first uh, type approach. We're not traditionalists. I do like to make traditional beers, but I like to make them our way. I mean, when you're, truth of, truth of it is, is when you're charging five, six dollars for a pint, all of a sudden you've got to really make that flavor yeah. count. You're only going to get one chance to make an impression on people. That's why we love to make these big hazy IPAs uh, with big bold hop flavors, fruited sours that are lush and drinkable. And then at the other end of the spectrum, we have these stripped down, super clean little German and European style lagers. Those are my real joy to make because those are beers made strictly for the pleasure of drinking. Yeah. yeah. Your first brewing experience in North Carolina was a duck rabbit. Mm -hmm. How long did you spend there? Uh, I worked there for about 18 months doing mostly quality control work, but I learned a little bit more about the brew side and how they approach dark beers while I was there. What, what's your memories of working there? And, and you know, they've been around, I think, 17 years now, kind of one of the OGs in Eastern North Carolina. They really are. They're one of the oldest breweries. They're still going strong. Um, and they're doing it in Farmville, a little bit out of the way, and they're dark beer specialists. That's, I mean, that's wild. It, this is natural light country, and they've been holding it down for 17 years, brewing milk stouts. Yeah. Um, it, they, they make great traditional beers. And people, because they've got such a name for themselves now, they've got that momentum. People know where they can go to get those type of beers around here. And they're not going to go anywhere else but Duck Rabbit. When they started, maybe craft beer, people didn't understand it. When do you think the turning point was that allowed more and more businesses like yourself to open up and to, and to share uh, your joy and love of craft beer with the community. So I moved up here in two, about 2014 and uh, craft beer was already well underway. In Alabama, which is where I'm from, the turning point was about 2008-2009 when people realized that craft beer could be a serious economic motivator, especially for small towns. Small towns where maybe there wasn't a public square where people could gather and talk to their friends and family every day. All of a sudden, here comes the craft beer tap room to become this nexus where everybody in town gets together every other day to just quench their thirst and talk about whatever's going on in their lives. I think 2008, 2009 is when that happened. Craft breweries, a lot of them now are family friendly. It's not your old school bar where you come in, pull up a seat, drink all day, get ridiculously inebriated. Right. It, it's a family experience. You can bring your children, you can bring your dogs. 
How important is that to have an all-inclusive atmosphere? It's absolutely critical for us. Uh, the vast majority of our clients, our customers, are young families with young children. They're looking for a place where they can come and have one or two beers that they can really enjoy and really appreciate, let their kids run around outside and have a good time, work out all that energy, and then they can go home and have dinner. And so we're, we're quiet, we're not intimidating, and they feel safe bringing their young kids here. That speaks a lot to the atmosphere of little tap rooms like ours. You've got a great outdoor space, the tree, Thank you. the namesake, Local Oak. Um, but when COVID hit, uh, because of uh, the stipulations across the state, you kind of had to shut that down, couldn't do it for a while. But you kept making beer and you found ways to keep selling beer as far as to-go crawlers. How did that process go? And were you kind of surprised that, that people took to to ordering online and coming in and still getting their fix. Yeah, I mean, I can't lie, it was extremely scary uh, for that week when we, we got shut down the day of St. Patty's Day. And then we had to figure out how we were going to keep the revenue coming in after that. Uh, luckily, my wife is really good at setting up websites. And so she set up our online store so people could order our crowlers. It's a 32 ounce can of draft beer to go. People could order those online and come and pick them up curbside. So for two and a half months, it was me and Amy uh, slinging those crowlers with a little bit of help from what staff we could get in here, um, just trying to keep the lights on. And we were absolutely shocked at the support that we got. Everybody was so excited that they could still get the beers that they were starting to get used to from Local Oak. They just, there was this massive wave of support. Our sales actually went up a little bit during lockdown for a little tiny nano brewery in Winterville, North Carolina. That's amazing. And, and you kind of had, you had to shift, but that was something you were planning to do all along. Right. That was the whole reason why we started out small instead of starting out big, is we wanted, we knew that we would have to pivot because customers' demands are changing yeah. all the time in beer, and we wanted to be able to cope with that. We had no idea how much we would <laughs> have to cope. Yeah, it did. Everyone had to, you know, adjust in some way, no matter what business or, or lifestyle you're in. Uh, looking ahead, uh, as we kind of get back to normal somewhat, uh, how do you see Winterville changing in the next two, three, five years? Over the next five years, um, I really see Winterville is going to continue to get younger. It's gonna continue to get more professional. I think people are going to bring more of their daily life into the Winterville Center. Uh, People want to involve their hyper-local communities more and more in their lives, and all of us are going to adapt to that. that I think you're going to see Winterville become this amazing center for growth and public life in Pitt County. People in Pitt County, I think, are realizing what's going on here slowly, um, not just you know craft beer lovers, but are you seeing people from other parts of Eastern North Carolina or across the state of North Carolina or the Southeast? How, you know, how far away are people coming uh, having heard about you and Naughty Dog and what's going on here? A couple months ago, um, a couple told, came in here on a Wednesday afternoon and we were you know, not even half full. Uh, and they said, I talked to them a little bit and they said that they had come from Maryland to come try our beers and to try the other beers in the area. That's when it was real. That's when I was truly taken aback that we had actually, with no distribution or you know big advertisement or anything else, 
managed to get a little bit of name for ourselves. That was incredibly encouraging. It's got to feel good. It felt really good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And you mentioned the Nano Brewery. Uh, your stuff's never going to be on a grocery store shelf. We will. That's why we can brew the beers that we do, the big, over-the-top flavors, and use all the premium ingredients that we do. It's because every drop of our beer is sold right across that bar right there. Um, that's how we're able to realize our profit margins that we need is because we're not giving it up to a distributor and we're not giving it up to a beer store shelf. And it makes you a destination. It makes us a destination. There's nowhere else on the planet to get fresh local oak beer than right here. <laughs> right by the tree. Right. Last year you guys collaborated with Naughty Dog mm -hmm. on Oktoberfest. Are any plans for a similar type of thing down the line? Yeah, actually we were just talking with John from Naughty Dog today and I think we've got our Oktoberfest plans hammered out tentatively for September. Yeah. I mean, that just seems neat to me that two businesses kind of in the same concept, definitely different in the ways you do things, are able to collaborate. On this one, it's easy because we're both German beer geeks. And so, <laughs> and I have several months to plan ahead for these beers yeah. that we're going to make. It's going to be great, man. With the growth in Winterville, do you ever envision maybe more breweries popping up in this area? And do, would you welcome that? Oh, I would definitely welcome It's only a matter of time. Uh, Everybody else is going to see exactly what we saw, exactly what Naughty Dog saw. Um, this is a great place for a brewery. There's more and more young families, more and more of our key demographics right here. It'd be crazy not to put another brewery in here. And if you haven't been to Local Oak yet, one of the coolest things is the huge oak tree in their courtyard, the namesake of the brewery. It's a great spot, especially on a gorgeous day to go out, sit in one of their picnic tables under the tree, have a beer, maybe get food from one of the food trucks uh, on site there or down the street at the taco place or Main and Mill or a new restaurant that's coming soon. So it's a really neat spot to be on a gorgeous day and they've got a nice little tap room inside as well. Just down the street from Local Oak is Naughty Dog Brewing Company. It's located in a century old building that's been refurbished by hand by all the folks there at Naughty Dog. It looks great, incredible tap room. And they've got a great little courtyard as well outside overlooking Main Street in the heart of downtown Winterville. John Tart and husband and wife team of Chuck and Janice Smith started the place and I had a chance to sit down with Chuck to talk a little bit about what's going on in downtown Winterville and some of his hopes for the future. Oh, it's absolutely amazing to watch, to go from when, you know, we first started out and came down here, you would see people on the street, but it wasn't a lot. And it was people that, the same people, people just walking for health or whatnot. And then over time, we've seen more and more families start to migrate down here. Uh, we're getting locals that are, want to come here and make this their regular place, or they go to local local and make that their regular place, or they float back and forth. Um, it's just been a really neat transformation and to see the new business coming in and that to start growing. And the old businesses, because there's uh, businesses here, we try to support the local businesses. I, you know, I just recently had to buy a lawnmower, so I went to C.D. Rouse because it was right down the road. Um, the dog groomer here, wonderful people. We try and work with them anytime we can. Taqueria Terra, I think we probably eat there five times a week. <laughs> Tacos are good. Obviously Greenville's not far away, but it's still nice to be able to have it all that that you mentioned centralized in one local spot. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's neat because people can go down there and get what they want, and if, especially people from Winterville, if they wanna go down there and eat at, at Dab House or whatever, they'll go down there and eat. Then they can come back here and have a few drinks and they can walk home if they have to, you know, or uh, float back and forth around down here after they've done that. 
Uh, we still get a lot of traffic that goes back and forth between downtown Greenville as far as craft breweries go. Um, we have a lot of people that will come through this way or through that way and try all the breweries coming through Greenville. And there's a lot, I mean, there's, I think, five now. Two in Greenville, two in Winterville, and one in Farmville. Yeah. So that's, that's for a, si a county, Pitt County size, that's, that's a pretty good concentration. It is. It is. And to see them start springing up next to each other is a big thing in craft, in the craft brewing industry. Because a lot of times what will happen is they'll they try and keep away from each other because they don't want to pull off each other's business. But when you see them start springing up in closer proximity to one another, it, it's, it's twofold. They're, there's enough business there for them, and it means they're drawing in community. And that is, I think, one of the biggest things that's happening here in downtown Greenville, or downtown Winterville because of it. So when you guys found this space and were like, this is gonna be our brewery, then you find out Ben's opening local local, uh, you know, a block away. Yeah. Was, it, was there any trepidation or did you think the more the merrier? No, we were super excited, super excited because that was the way the craft industry has always tried to go is to create that environment where people do different things. And we, we knew Ben's history and what he had done before, so we knew that the beers would be different. You know, we have to, everybody, all three of us have different tastes in beer. You know, one of us likes the lighter beers and the IPAs, one of us likes the, uh, the darker, heavier beers, and then there's the crazy wild beers. So you kind of go all over the place, and that's, I think that it fosters a better beer community. Speaking of community, the craft beer community and those who really enjoy it are passionate about it and they'll come from all over. Are you seeing people come from out of town? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, had, we had a couple come down. They were vacationing up north. They were from the mountains of Georgia and they brought their RV down on a Sunday and took up the whole back parking lot. It was so huge, but he was a home brewer and he, he specialized in nothing but Belgians. And he actually brought some of his beers in for us to try. It was Serenity Vista. And um, he brought some of his stuff in for us to try. We had a really great time with him. We had a guy who's doing all the breweries in North Carolina. And I think we were number 70 something, like 73, 74. But he's done, he was doing them all. And he came here and had a great time. We've had friends from Wilmington um, that we've made through this that are big home brewers. Home brewers have been a, such a huge help to us. And uh, we enjoy them coming in. We got one that's coming in right now who's, as he's going through his process, increasing the size of his system, and he comes to and he asks us questions and he shows us what he's doing. And it's, that is one of the great things about all of this, is having that interaction, not just with home brewers, but with people from out of town. It's gotta be cool to know that, that people from outside of Pitt County are, are taking notice of what's happening here. Yeah, we had uh, another group come from Roanoke, Virginia. They were coming through for a, it was a group of five ladies, and they were coming through from on their way to Newburn for the wedding and detoured this way just to come over here and try the breweries. When COVID first started to lift, one of the really cool things was we had an older group of people who obviously were in a higher risk group and had been shut up for the first, and they still come pretty regularly and they come early in the day and they'll come down and have a beer and leave. But we had a, at one point, we had a group of about eight or 10 of them that would show up, come outside and sit in the, sit in the sun when it was a nice, pretty warm day and just really, enjoy this new culture that we've created, but at their first opportunity they could to get out and do something. And that's been really cool. As you look ahead, what do you envision Winterville looking like in five years, 10 years? Oh, five years, I expect to see, what I, would, what I would like to see is I would like for some of the businesses that are here to thrive. 
I would like to see more of these local businesses expand and become larger and really create more of an environment for us. But I could see new business coming here too. Um, I would love to see some pop-up little boutique hotels or you know a lot more Airbnbs and neat things like that for people to come and stay at. Because I do think we have an environment that you could spend two days hanging around and just relaxing. Especially if you've had a place that had a really nice little backyard, you could come spend your morning there and then wander around town for two days and then go home and feel like you had a little mini vacation. And my thanks to Chuck Smith and everyone at Naughty Dog for letting us come out to talk a little bit about what's going on in their brewery. And of course, thanks to Benjamin Self and his wife Amy at Local Oak Brewing Company for allowing us to come out there the second time we featured them on People and Places. And if you missed those stories, you can always go to WNCT.com. Click on the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People and Places page, which has the video link to the story that aired on WNCT about the Winterville Breweries and all the previous People and Places segments we've done throughout the years. That is it for today's episode, taking a look at the breweries in downtown Winterville. Coming up on the next edition of the People and Places Extra podcast, we will head to historic Newburn. But for now, thanks for joining us. I'm Ken Watlington.